0: One of the areas that traditionally they try to reduce or skimp on is training, training the users. And it's really the users that are gonna have the most impact on if the ERP is gonna successfully support the business or not.
1: Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people,
2: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WDS podcast. I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at digital transformation consulting firm Elevate IQ. If you're looking for an ERP in 2021, you might not even think of any other options than a cloud ERP. But is cloud ERP for everyone? Does cloud ERP provide a competitive advantage? How do you ensure business transformation with a cloud ERP? These are the questions you will have if you are at a stage where you can't grow unless you implement a newer ERP system. In today's episode, we have our guest, Brad Bobeff, who provides insight into whether moving to the cloud guarantees business transformation. He also discusses how you can ensure business transformation with your cloud ERP implementation. Finally, he provides a deep analysis of what to look in a cloud ERP solution. Let me introduce Brad to you. For the past 25 years, Brett has helped Customers select, implement, and manage ERP solutions across five industries. Growing thought leader for ERP deployment and realization strategies. Brett is an ERP published writer and author of an ERP agnostic blog called ERP the Right Way with over 10,000 followers across 100 countries. With that, let's get to the conversation. Hey Brett, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, Sam. Appreciate it. Okay. To kick things off, do you want to start introducing yourself and maybe share your personal story and what you are working on these days? Absolutely. So my name
0: is Brett Bobev. I am an ERP thought leader as well as an ERP project manager. I've been in the ERP industry for the last twenty-five years. Started out as a customer, then as a consultant was really blessed to have the opportunity to work my way up the growth chain, if you will, uh, doing technical consulting, functional consulting, solution architect, project manager, and then a practice manager. Uh, These last several years, I've been focused on how can customers generate maximum business value from their ERP investment. That's through research, also uh, doing surveys with customers, helping them to better understand what they have and how to best utilize those investments. So that's my passion. I'm on on the side as one of my hobbies. I write an ERP blog called ERP the Right Way, and I share my wits and my wisdom as well as it's a great opportunity to get feedback and to learn from others because I'm still on this journey.
2: Of ERP excellence. Okay, amazing. So before we get uh, deeper into your background, and I have tons of questions there because um, obviously you have very interesting experience. But one question that we ask every single guest that we get here what is your perspective on growth, Brett? Growth is necessary,
0: first and foremost, right? Businesses, by their very definition, are a going concern. And in order to remain going, You're going to need growth, especially as the world has become more global and competition is global. It's no longer localized. Everyone is looking for opportunities for growth, not only from a competitive advantage perspective, but in terms of their operations, their processes, the information, the data that they collect today. How can they leverage and use that to further their competitive advantage? and actually grow. So my particular area where I focus on is ERP spe- specifically and cloud ERP. So I'm definitely researching, working with customers to identify how moving to the cloud is one piece of their strategy for business growth.
2: So Brad, tell me, uh, you know, with respect to the, the cloud ERP, does it guarantee the business transformation?
0: <laughs> well, that's an excellent question. Sam, no. The short answer is no. Technology is one component of a business solution. Within a business solution, I see it as people, processes, and technology. And Cloud ERP is a good transformational feature set or is a good enabler to help you in terms of trends for transitioning your, your business. But it's, it's really not the most important piece. And unfortunately, a lot of people in our community today and in the industry focus solely on the technology, cloud ERP. I can hear it now in share sales presentations that are happening with customers. Look at these features, capabilities. Look what this can do for you, and not really defining okay the story of how these technologies enabled the business to be successful. In fact, if you really think about which component is the most important component of a business solution, again, we talked about people, processes, and technology. In my 25-year experience, it's people. It's the individual business user. It's that individual that's keying in that purchase order every day, or matching AP, invoices against payments. Those are the individuals that are most important, that really can drive the success of a business. And cloud ERP plays an important part as an enabler. However, what I've found through my ERP career is the fact that all the money that's spent towards an ERP implementation is typically spent on the implementation itself, the system implementation partners coming in to assist with the configuration, also in the products and the services that say the software vendor or reseller provides, whether that's Oracle, SAP, M4, the least amount of money are spent in the ones that can have the largest impact. And that's the individual people. So typically, as I work with customers, and of course every customer wants to uh, maximize the bang for their buck and implement ERP as quickly as possible, One of the areas that traditionally they try to reduce or skimp on is training, training the users. And it's really the users that are going to have the most impact on if the ERP is going to successfully support the business or not. Not only in terms of training and educating, but also in terms of organizational change, how their day in the life will change. A lot of customers think that this is something that doesn't require a lot of effort. There are some misperceptions out there that also reinforce this thought, and it's the misconception that a cloud ERP is inherently intuitive. That's almost like me saying to you, Sam, that statistics is inherently intuitive. There are certain things that are not going to be inherently intuitive, they're complex. An enterprise resource planning solution is not intuitive. There are certain aspects that should be intuitive, like, for example, creating an expense report. Yes. Or self-service for HR. Absolutely. But there are some other things or other configurations that need to be done that are not inherently intuitive. In fact, it takes a lot of thought. There's probably a thousand decisions that a customer has to make as part of a cloud ERP implementation. That was the case for on-premise. And guess what? That is the case for the cloud. So really what I try to do in working with customers and giving them advice and guidance is helping them to better understand how cloud ERP can support your business transformation. So one of the ways that we try to do that is set realistic expectations. We can go back 30 years, and first when ERP came out, and the functionality and the capabilities that were there and present. And then you've seen the second generation of ERP, and now the third generation, especially with cloud ERP. But yet there are certain things that ERP can do, but also what they can't do. There are certain things that ERP is very good at doing versus you know, other expectations customers may have that are are really not realistic. Say like, for example, let's talk to a a couple of those. Efficiency. Absolutely. Cloud ERP can help drive efficiency, primarily through standardization. Also automation of manual tasks. Absolutely. Cloud ERP can do this. Cloud ERP, and, and I'll say this, specifically, drive competitiveness via effectiveness. So in other words, what I'm trying to say is cloud ERP can help you do smarter work. So, and how does it do that? By providing you additional insights into the data, pattern recognition, highlighting those opportunities for you. Cloud ERP can do that. Now, Can it create competitive advantage for a customer? Absolutely not. And if anyone tells you that, then they're trying to sell you something. Keep in mind, ERP is broad. It has been designed and developed to support a multitude of customers from a global perspective across multiple industries. And almost every cloud ERP vendor worth a grain of salt. Well, tell you that it inherently has best practices engineered into their products and services. That's a fair statement. Best practices are not competitive practices. There's a difference. Best practices are common. So common across an industry or a particular country. People kind of figure out this is the best way of doing things. Absolutely. But Sam, let me ask you. Say like we're playing a game of chess, and you have something that you feel gives you an edge over me. Are you going to share that with me freely? Definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Same thing with a company. (laughs) They're not going to really say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to share this with the world because it's great. And everyone should be doing this, this, you know, this certain process this way. Absolutely not. There are going to be activities and processes that are competitive and only are going to reside within the customer as their competitive advantage. Now, from a cloud ERP perspective, it's just going to provide a generic platform, right? In terms of automating processes and workflows and even maybe in the configuration might be a little unique for a particular customer. But when it comes deep down to those competitive advantages, it's not going to be provided out of the box for any ERP cloud solution. But what's most important is that the customer is still able to support those competitive advantages. And that could be via an on-premise solution. That could be via say, a cloud pass environment, but something that is private, not public, that's generally yeah. available to everyone. So it's important to set those ex- those realistic expectations. I know there are many stories that are out there that may say X number of top industry leaders use this solution and other uh, sales propositions that are driven towards showing that, hey, this customer is successful, and this customer is successful because of they purchased this particular vendor's cloud ERP. Now, I definitely agree that it's probably played a role in, in supporting that, but that is not by itself is the only reason. There's far more than that, especially in terms of competitive business practices and activities, also in the people. So it's it's good to, as you're looking at different cloud ERP solutions, you understand what the software can do, but also what the software can do. And that will help you to ensure that you have appropriate expectations, because if you don't, a lot of the ERP implementations that have been noted as failures, and by the way, there are... Relatively speaking, few failures. There are uh, quite a few disappointments. Uh, a lot of those disappointments have come from unrealistic expectations of what the ERP software would be able to do, and and as well as um, not fully appreciating the role that ERP cloud can play in supporting your processes as well as your people to be more competitive because they're truly your competitive advantage. The software is just a, a software or, or service at the end of the day.
2: Okay, so you do a lot of work in the business transformation space, and I want to make sure that we are covering everything that we can from the business transformation perspective. So let's say if you want to ensure the business transformation using cloud ERP, how would you ensure that? Given what I've described up, the, up above, another key area
0: that I see a lot of customers not fully define or just assume will naturally happen is improvement in business performance. I think it's very important that any customer undertaking a cloud ERP implementation gets a snapshot, if you will, of currently where their business is at, especially in terms of performance. So that when they go live with the cloud ERP solution, They have a reference point to go back and say, okay, we've implemented this business solution. Has it truly improved business performance? You can look back at those metrics that you defined up front to determine, okay, have we improved? Yes or no. Some of the KPIs or key performance indicators will improve based upon doing an ERP cloud implementation just for the sake of automating a manual task or eliminating veritability. If you're a student of lean principles like I am, you know that uh, a key to reducing cycle time is reducing the variations that can happen within a business process. Cloud ERP can be very useful in reducing those variations, as well as making it more efficient. However, there are going to be some business processes that that will not be improved. Those business processes tend to be more around competitive advantage. And if anything, it, it identifies to the customer the fact that, okay, if you only depend upon cloud ERP to satisfy all of your strategic goals and your initiatives, you're missing the point. There's no cloud ERP solution that can do that. It's part of the answer, absolutely. But also you need to look at those processes and the resources that you have to make sure that they're aligned to hit those KPI targets. So whenever you're doing, whenever I see customers do a cloud ERP implementation, they're focusing more on the software or on the features than they are on the results. Having a baseline, targeting your KPIs, managing your KPIs, or make sure that you're focusing on the true business results and not necessarily at these little silo point features that may add some efficiency, may reduce some variations, but has no impact on the end business result and at the end of the day that's why you're implementing a cloud erp right to improve business results
2: yeah so let's say brett if i'm uh, thinking of implementing a cloud erp solution and i want your advice in terms of what i should be looking for in a cloud erp solution what would be your advice first of all I, i
0: would my first advice to customers would be to Think outside the box and do not just focus or leverage traditional approaches for software selection. I can summarize it into five key areas for me. Number one, simplification. Number two, repeatability. Number three, reliability. Number four, technology growth. And then five, trust. So let me break down each one of those one at a time. Simplification. We briefly talked about this in here previously where uh, we really want to simplify or make the management of a business solution from a technology perspective as simple as possible. The more cogs you have in an engine, the more opportunities you have for a breakdown. So we want to keep that simple. Also, in terms of maintenance, having a simplified solution will make you, i would be quite honest, more flexible and adaptable. Uh, a, a school of thought that was around, especially in ERP design and development back in the 90s and early 2000s, is that, well, if you want flexible and adaptable, we need to build more configuration options for you. Or we need to enable you to create more customizations. That worked fine, in terms of the initial setup and tactically addressing a specific flexibility or you know, adaptability. However, long-term it had adverse impacts. Say like for example, updates that you may receive from your ERP vendor. It was harder to take those updates because you've added in that Additional complexity, if you will, in terms of a customization. And don't get me wrong, Sam. I'm all for customization, especially if it supports a revenue generating activity. But if you're telling me that, and I worked with a customer once in this situation that they needed 30 customizations for an expense module. And they sold life insurance. So I asked them, okay, why do you need Thirty customizations for an expense module. Well, we want to be world class in expense <laughs> management. And I uh, sat back and I said, "I hear you. I, I understand, but you don't ex- you don't sell expense management." <laughs> it goes what yeah, exactly. and I said, "No, you sell life insurance." <laughs> so, um, and I said, even if you do, and it, and it may save a minute or two of additional time for the individual expense reporter. That's it. But in the big scheme of things, you're adding more work in terms of level of effort to do an upgrade, number one. Number two, you might, those resources that you're focusing on to make maybe a siloed point solution a little more efficient could have a better impact in the entire business result in another area in the business solution. So everyone has scarce resources. Everyone has to manage the money that they have. And I just advise customers to make sure that they're getting the most bang for their buck. If they tell me that, Brett, this is a competitive advantage, or this is a compliance issue and I need to have this. I said, all good. That makes sense. But don't spend it where in an area that may have limited benefit from a functional perspective, but has an adverse effect on the business result. So think in terms of that. So when we're talking about simplification, it's about this philosophy and approach of utilizing what's delivered out of the box as much as possible. That's the basic value proposition for cloud ERP, is that you can use everything that's provided that vendor. So that's simplification. Repeatability. This kind of uh, aligns with trust, but I'll talk about it now. You have a repeatable solution. You create a journal entry and you can continue to create that journal entry and you get the same result time after time. Now, it's a little different in the cloud from the standpoint of you don't necessarily or subscribing to software, you're subscribing to a service. So from a service perspective, you want to make sure that that service is repeatable. That the services that the ERP cloud provider is providing to you is repeatable. It's there. You put this information in, you're, you're going to get that same result. And cloud ERP is more mature than what it has been in the past, say the last ten to fifteen years. But still. It's important that that service is up, that's available, because you may have the functionality there, but if the service is not up, then who really cares? So that's, when I'm talking about repeatability, is also that availability, and that every time I do a certain transaction, I want to get that same result. Third, reliability. The service is up and running. Also in terms of whenever I do have an issue with Cloud ERP. I have a service desk to go to. Now with Cloud ERP, you are outsourcing a specific part of your ERP IT support to the vendor. That's one of the things about Cloud ERP is that you're outsourcing that service and sure shooting as I work with Cloud ERP customers. It has been an education that we had to do with our customers in terms of All right. Previously, you've had dedicated IT support resources. They're on site available to you that you could just pick up the phone and call. Not so much in the cloud ERP. And here's why. First of all, cloud ERP, most support models are shared support. So, there are no IT resources or support resources dedicated to one customer. They're typically dedicated to multiple customers. Now, you can purchase additional support, but most cloud customers, again, the basic value proposition of reduced cost, most cloud customers don't go with that option. So you have to appreciate and know that, okay, now I'm going to be relying on a third party, to provide me support. So reliability is important, not only that the service is available and that you can support your business with, but also in terms of there are support resources there and available to you that will be able to work with you if you run across a particular problem and issue. Now, a lot of cloud ERP vendors will say, you know what, we provide superior support because we offer 24 by seven service. The reality is it's not as great as it as it sounds. Most customers don't want to be available twenty four seven because a lot of times whenever there's a support issue, there needs to be real time interaction. And I don't know of any customer that I've ever worked with that was happy to get a phone call at two AM in the morning from an IT support resource in India saying, Hey, I got time. Let's work on your problem. And it's like, no, please leave me alone. Go away. I'm going back to bed. So it's some some of those nuances that a customer needs to think through as they're moving to cloud ERP. It's not a bad thing, Sam, and it's actually a a reduction in, in cost. However, like you said, nothing in life is free and you get what you pay for. So oh. as long as the customer knows that and acknowledges that and can work within those boundaries, I think that's good. The next area is technology growth. Again, this is where cloud ERP is superior. Because you're on a public cloud and all the customers are on the same software code, it enables the vendor to provide more updates quicker to customers than What they had in the past. So say like, for example, an on-premise customer, you might get a update once a year and they might, and that said, customer may implement it every other year versus in the cloud, you're getting an update either every three to six months and it's upgrade friendly, which means that the customer no longer has to go through a battery or a litany of tests and reviews of code. Those features and that technology is provided there in an update and is there ready to be leveraged and used by the customer. So as far as selecting the right cloud ERP solution provider, I wanted to select someone who is always providing updates and leveraging the latest technologies. So that even though as well as I have the choice of using that technology or not. So even though I'm on a public cloud solution, if I decide not to use that technology or that capability, that's okay. It's available for other customers. They can use it. There's no impact to me, but at least I have that technology there. So versus the on-premise process of, Doing the research, identifying the technology, going through the procurement process, actually implementing that technology and so forth, all of that has been outsourced to the cloud ERP provider. So it, it opens up a lot of opportunities for customers uh, to start thinking more outside the box than you know, just traditionally what they've implemented, they're they are stuck with for the next five to 10 years. The last area I want to talk about, and it's rarely talked about, and it's hard to quantify, is trust. Trust is very important in the cloud ERP model. Again, you're renting us, or subscribing to a service. You're outsourcing part of your support. All these new technologies and capabilities are going to be available to you. However, if you don't have trust in your vendor, and I really should stop using the term vendor and just call them a service provider because truly that's what they are, It's trust. Say like, for example, I have a provider come to me with a quarterly update and say, well, look here, now we've embedded artificial intelligence and machine learning into our processes and our customers can start leveraging and using those recommendations that are made but that functionality. Now, if I'm still, as the customer, if I'm still having trouble trying to close my financial books, what are the odds I'm going to be jumping for joy that AI and machine learning has been made available to me? Probably none at all. You know, it's the basics. You know, you got to be competent in the basics. So that's where it comes back to that repeatability. If it's taking me two to three weeks to close my books, there is no level of trust or it's very minimal (laughs) that I have with the cloud provider. So regardless of any technology, new technology they provide to me, I'm not going to trust it because I'm still having trouble doing the basics. And with me having trouble doing the basics, guess what? My business process performance is not where I expected it to be. And trust is very important. And since it's a service, it's not a one-time deal. It's not like, okay, the implementation is up, it's live, we're good, great. It's every month. It's every journal entry that they put in. <laughs> You're either adding or subtracting from trust. And that really, I think, is a limit limit to customers in terms of how much they really leverage and use cloud ERP. Now, to get the full value proposition that was articulated to the customer during the sales cycle, they need to continue to adopt the latest technologies and the latest features. They need to continue their growth within the cloud ERP service, not maintain. If they maintain, they're basically losing money off the deal. So yeah. it's, it's important that it's, it's not a point in time. It's a continuing solution. And again, what will encourage customers to continue to stretch and further leverage and use their cloud service is trust at the end of the day. Now, when I also talk with customers about you know what they should look for in the ERP cloud solution, and we talked a little bit about this in terms of uh, having customization for a particular uh, non-revenue generating process, you, you really need to focus on business processes, and business results. Generally, there are three types of business processes. There's revenue generating. And of course, for revenue generating, your target is to be as effective as possible. Now, sometimes being effective means you're not as efficient, but that's okay, especially if you want to create a unique customer experience, but the customer knows it and understands that. But for revenue generating business processes, You want to be as effective as possible. That's where your competitive advantage lies. And you're not looking for competitive advantage within the cloud ERP provider. You're just looking for the enablers that will support you implementing those competitive business processes. So that's revenue generating. Now, if I'm looking at a revenue support and revenue supporting business process, say like finance or HR, my target is to be as efficient as possible, right? I don't necessarily want to be create a unique customer experience for each of my expense reporters. I want it to be competent. <laughs> I want it to be cheap, and I want it to be reliable, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right? <laughs> so, but but other than that, that's you know, and, and as user friendly as possible, yes. But but other than that, that's where I'm focused on compliance same school of thought. I want to be as cheap and as competent as possible, right? I don't want to uh, say like when you and I, we do our uh, individual tax returns once a year. I don't provide a lot of additional notes to uh, the IRS. (laughs) I don't care if they have to spend more time looking at my return as long as I get my return and I am compliant. I'm, I'm good with that. I don't need world-class solution that, you know, to do my tax returns. Same thing here. Even though when I work with customers, naturally, they will focus on things that may make them more efficient in their particular functional area. They may not be seeing the bigger picture in terms of the entire business process and the organization in terms of, right, I have a need. Or I have a want, sorry, not a need, a want for HR particular process or activity. However, is that more important than a particular need I have in my revenue generating business process? Which one will generate more money for the company in the long run? Which one is going to further ensure those business results that my executives And I, my shareholders are looking for. So I would use these three broad types of business processes as a priority list, if you will, in terms of, okay, when I'm defining my requirements, okay, what's most important to me? And you may have some uniqueness within a particular company. Uh, Sometimes it's called differentiation. What makes you unique, but what makes you unique may not be growing your business, And you need to look at that that requirement from that perspective as well. Finally, what should you look for in a cloud ERP solution? Good service. Remember that you're outsourcing your ERP IT services to a third party. The service, the software itself may work great, but if the service is inadequate, it's really going to create a negative experience for the customer and for the users. And guess what? When users can't get a solution to their problems, they start looking at workarounds and then uh, not using the software as intended. And then that results in other consequences that will eventually reduce the business value a customer should be experiencing from their
2: cloud solution. Okay, amazing. So thank you so much for your insight. Do you have any last minute closing thoughts?
0: Absolutely. So first of all, Sam, I want to say thank you for giving me the opportunity. I really appreciate it, you know, having this opportunity. I would say this to customers and remind them that technology is just one piece in the business transformation puzzle. Technology should be viewed as an enabler, but not the sole driver. Also, whenever you're doing ERP selection, not only look at the software, look at the services that are being provided. Uh, that's that's vital and, and important Also look at how you select software. Just don't look at the individual products and features and assume that if you get all those products and features, that will result in the desired business results you're after. Really take more of a business results focus and then have the ERP provider or vendor explain to you how their solution supports your desired results. Because at the end of the day, it's business processes that create results, not functional silos, not bells or whistles or the latest technology. It's those technologies and those features incorporated into a business process along with the right business activities and people that will drive your business performance. And then measure it. You don't know what you have until you measure it. And you can't measure what you have until you measure it. Identify up front what are those KPIs. What are the things that are important? And then measure that as you go through your business transformation journey. Uh, You will better identify the drivers to improve your KPIs versus just assuming, implementing, A cloud ERP solution will transform
2: your business. Okay, could not agree more. So with that, I just want to thank you for your time. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show, for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests, and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about Brad uh, or his blog, head over to erptherightway.com. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including the interview with Aaron Kass, CPA, who shares a story of an ERP project that was a massive success despite disruptions from COVID-19. Also, the interview with Ram Krishnamurthy, where he discusses why costing strategies matter for an ERP implementation and how to make an ERP project successful.